book club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Ariana. And it's mini episode time, and which means I'm not in control, I don't know what's happening, and I'm a little nervous because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And Ariana's smiling, which usually means it's going to be something sciency or creepy or both. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not really sciency, but it is creepy. So um, this mini episode, we're going to cover Walpurgis Night. Um, which what? is a topic that was requested by one of our listeners, <gasps> Jeremy H. Thank you so much for this recommendation. It definitely creeped me out um, while I was researching this um, this afternoon, sitting alone in my spooky house. So thanks for that. Oh, her house <laughs> is spooky. Wait, I want to know. I want to be cool <laughs> like Jeremy H. Um, so Walpurgis Night is a holiday, and it's celebrated by... German, Scandinavian, Slovakian, Finnish cultures, Mm -hmm. um, and it takes place on April 30th night and May 1st during the day. Um, It started as a holiday honoring St. Walpurga, but became a lot more than that, and we'll talk about how. But we'll still talk about um, these cultures and why it's important to them, but St. Walpurga was born in AD 710. She was a nun who studied medicine I'm so sorry, pause. You said 8710? AD 710. Like 710 AD. <laughs> 710. See, I'm not used to triple digit years. <laughs> 710 AD. <laughs> so I'm like, the future? I'm confused. 80, she was born in 80. <laughs> she has yet to be born. Man, this is a crazy holiday. It's celebrating someone who's not even born yet. Yeah, this this sounds pretty sick. <laughs> so she's a she's um, a she's a nun. From like she's a nun who studied medicine after Jesus died. Right. Only 710 years after death. So she was depicted carrying bandages in her art. So she's oh. really into like medicine and healing. Um, so she became the patron saint of people who are sick, specifically those who have rabies <gasps> and whooping cough. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which apparently used to be a big deal. So... She's the patron saint of people who have rabies. So she's my patron saint. Because I don't have rabies, but I could. Because you're a rabbit? I, so a cat bit me. <laughs> Wait, when? You got bit? Two days ago. On my oh, finger. my God. It bit me. You're dying. And um, it's uh, it, it's not up to date on its rabies vaccine. It's very, very overdue. Oh, no. And it bit me. And so now um, it's on a rabies quarantine. So I need to call my, 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 my girl. Saint, what's her name? What's her name? Saint Walpurga. 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 I might need your bandages because I might have rabies. You need to start praying right now. I'll find out in eight days. <laughs> it doesn't have rabies. We're f- I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine for now. It's fine. The cat's just like, they're like, you can just stay home. And the cat's like, I do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, the cat's like, you're on rabies quarantine, cat. It's like, all right. House arrest. The cat's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> actually, this is this actually is an indoor-outdoor cat. Um, and Oh, really? Yeah, and I, and I told the owner, because, like, the cat bit me. And I was like, yeah, so I think we're done. Um, and just at, like, a quick heads up, um, animal control is going to be calling you in a minute. Because I have to report it. It's like, if, if, if yeah. it's not up to date on rabies and I get bit, like, it's deadly. That's, like, ask St. Walpurga, she knows. And I was like, so it's not a big deal. And, like, I've been through it with my own dog. I had to report Chuck. <laughs> oh, because you got bit by him. Because <laughs> he bit me, yeah. Um didn't mean to sweet little angel was aiming for my other dog and I shoved my hand in there don't do that but yeah I was like hey heads up like uh gonna have to call 
animal control and they're going to call you and it's like not a big deal. Uh, your cat probably doesn't have rabies, so it's not a big deal. It's just going to be like a 10-day, you're going to stay at home situation. And he goes, yeah, I know a lot about rabies actually because of the raccoons I used to take care of. Whoa, wait, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I need to know right now if your cat is like hanging out with raccoons. And I think it does. I was going to say, an indoor-outdoor cat that has exposure to raccoons. Yeah. I'm a little worried about you, actually. Yeah, so like pray for me. <laughs> oh, God. Pray for me and we'll purge Did it draw blood? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, well, it good did. luck. Um I'll see you on the other side. Oh my god. What if next episode is just like so Kate's dead. <laughs> this is my podcast now. <laughs> Kate's just like sitting there with her microphone just like foaming <laughs> <up>, like <laughs> I imagine it would be like a zombie situation where you're like I can't kill her, so I'm just going to like chain her up we'll and just... talk to her for a bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not there. I'm just doing this with you on FaceTime. So. <laughs> Nick's got to figure yeah, it Nick, out. Yeah, Nick, turn on the webcam. <laughs> I won't even notice anything. I'd be like, different. Kate's be like, extra oh, um, Kate excitable well today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looks a little peaked. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, so she was the patron saint of people who are sick, but because she was also a missionary and worked to convert people from paganism, um, she also became sort of the patron saint of witchcraft also. <gasps> I like her a lot. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. I really like her. Because the intercession of St. Walpurga was believed to ward off evil magic during Walpurgis night, um, it's thought that witches created a Sabbath on that day um, and that evil powers were actually at their strongest on that day. So to ward oh. off evil people on this day in the countryside um, and they still do this to this day um, will light bonfires to protect themselves and their livestock and traditionally um, the holiday consisted of lighting bonfires at night to ward off the evil spirits and witches I love bonfires but I do love witches and evil spirits so I have mixed feelings so far I love this holiday because it's it started off as like a Walpurgis night for the patron saint against witchcraft. And then it all of a sudden became known as witches night (laughs) where people would literally dress as witches and demons and dance around a fire and set off fireworks in an effort to scare and drive witches and evil spirits away. But I guess that's kind of like similar to Halloween where it is everything kind of started as a, you know, a way to ward off evil spirits. And then it kind of became a holiday in which we celebrate them. Um, I think that people just really like dressing up like witches and lighting bonfires. And like, I think I yeah. speak for everyone. When I say those are some of the best things. I completely understand yeah. why that's awesome. We should go. Can we go? Is that cultural yeah. appropriation? I feel like no. <laughs> Wait, I'm like an eighth German, you guys. Let me in. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a 16th, actually. I'm not very German. And also, I mean, it's like a saint, and that's like Catholic. And like me and you were raised Catholic. Yeah. I was raised Episcopalian, bitch. Oh, I thought you were raised Catholic. Well, Episcopalian's no. just like Catholic light. It's like. Do you guys have saints or no? No, not really. We like have wine. <laughs> We'll show up to the door of the bonfire. The door I'll of the say, bonfire. <laughs> the door of the the gate. And we'll say, I'm Catholic and you're German. And then we'll get in. Yeah, let us in. It, I imagine yeah. there's a bouncer for these bonfires. That's exactly what I'm picturing <laughs> yeah, <okay>. as well. <laughs> Just a big bouncer dressed as a witch. <laughs> Just like, what is your ancestry? But like a really cartoony witch. Yeah, yeah. like 
full on green face paint. Yes. <laughs> Arms crossed. <laughs> we'll get in. Yeah. Well, we can definitely do it because they still do it. And in this, um, in today's age, you know, in the Czech Republic, people will build effigies of witches and burn them <gasps> in large bonfires. And in Finland, Walpurgis Night is actually one of the four biggest holidays, um, along with Christmas, New Year's, and Midsummer. Is it really? Mm-hmm. So it's actually a pretty big deal. Yeah, I feel very kind of like embarrassed that I don't know about this. Yeah, I know. I, I had never heard of it either. I really enjoyed researching this topic because I thought it was so funny that, you know, she started off as the patron saint against paganism, but then the holiday <laughs> became... More in the direction of a celebration of witchcraft. She's like, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no. Stop. She's like, uh, you guys are doing this wrong. <laughs> well, it's because, like, they don't have rabies. Like, do they have rabies in Germany? They don't in the UK. Oh, yeah, you're right. So huh. they're, they're like, she's like, my, my job here is done. Have at it, witches. You're right. They definitely eradicated rabies, which I think is crazy. That's insane. But I guess they right? are. Yeah, I guess they are more closed. I don't even know. Is it because they're more closed off? I don't know how they eradicated rabies and we didn't. Uh, I don't know. Ba- well, they have bats is the only thing that still like can carry rabies, but like they test the crap out of them. Like you find a dead bat, it's like you send it in. Oh, really? Ver- yeah, versus here I'm like, no, the rabies vaccine isn't going to make your dog autistic. An actual conversation oh I have God. had multiple times. Oh my God, no. I, many times. <laughs> Guys, stop arguing with your vet. It's it's the law. In the U.S., we have it's to do law. it. In the United yeah. States, it is the law because I am getting wow. bit by your animals. Because <laughs> your animals are biting Kate. They're biting me. <laughs> you know what the owner said to me after the cat bit me? He goes, what? yeah, honestly, I'm surprised she didn't do that sooner. <laughs> Oh, my God. Did he at least warn you that no. she was a biter? No, oh, he did not warn me. I was like, oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm just going to call uh, the sheriff real fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, don't worry about it. He'll get a call from the police I was like, it's later. no big deal anyway. How do you feel about her weight? Let's keep going. <laughs> what are you feeding her? <laughs> Hashtag vet life. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Where I work, we do vaccinate for rabies, but only if they've gotten to a fight with some sort of wildlife Mm -hmm. um but otherwise we don't like I don't vaccinate dogs that have bit each other in the house but I vaccinate like a dog that like comes in from being outside and the owners are like oh like something you know he's covered in wounds something bit it yeah then I'll do it as long as it's like otherwise not dying vaccinate (laughs) and quarantine um so I had a lot of fun researching this topic thanks so much to Jeremy H we love Jeremy H Um, However, it did inspire me to read more about German folklore. So as a bonus topic, I'm actually going to tell you a few spooky German folklore stories. I'm so excited because Germans are freaky. (laughs) They're fucking freaky. Let me tell you. They're weird. Are you familiar with any of them? I'm familiar with like a little bit, um, not in depth. And I'm going to just kind of like play my cards close to my chest. Are you thinking about the ones from the office? <laughs> um, Belschnickel. <laughs> Belschnickel. But also the one that Dwight reads them like a, a book from like a children's book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where they, they're like, if you suck your thumb, like he'll, he's going to come and cut the it off. The barber will come and cut your thumb off. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had growing up because so my gra- <laughs> I, I am not to like brag, but I am a 16th german (laughs) meaning i'm not really german but my mom's dad is was german 
And so we had like these books of like old like fairy tales that were like original German fairy tales. Yeah. And they gave me nightmares and I didn't like them. And they had like illustrations. They looked like that book from The Office. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Like look like medieval paintings. <laughs> it looked like ca- they're all cautionary tales. Yeah, I was like, is this a story or am I going to be like lectured again tonight? <laughs> but like touching a hot stove, <laughs> you got to educate your kids. Yeah, that's why I have anxiety. But I've never touched <laughs> yeah. a hot stove <laughs> or sucked my thumb. Oh man, I'm sure one of these you've heard of. So we'll get to the one that's very famous. Tell me, tell me, tell me. All right. So this first one. It's an urban legend. It's called The White Lady. Ooh, I don't know this. Mm, but I'm great. It's the story of Anna Sidow, and she was taken by the king of Brandenburg, and they were married, um, despite the fact that he had two other wives already. Sure. Classic. Classic. <laughs> um, so they lived together in Grunwald, outside of Berlin, in a castle, and they had two kids together, a son and a daughter, Their son ended up dying when he was nine, but the daughter grew up to be Magdalene of Brandenburg. And as the king was dying, he asked his oldest sons from a previous marriage to take care of Anna and to make sure that Magdalene is happy and, you know, gets married um, to an appropriate match. You say previous marriage, but I think you mean a simultaneous marriage. (laughs) Yeah. One of the, one of the first marriages. The sister wives. Yeah. (laughs) The previous marriage that was still happening. (laughs) Um, So his son did not do this, though. Um, He kept Anna actually as a prisoner in the Spandau (gasps) Citadel and then married Magdalene off to someone she didn't want to marry. Again. And yeah. God, it sucks being a woman. I know. Anna was locked up and she was angry because her daughter was unhappy um, and he wouldn't let her out of the Citadel. So she died a prisoner. Um, And today locals say that Anna still wanders the galleries of the Spandau Citadel in Berlin because she was unable to leave. Um, And one visitor claimed to see a, a floating apparition in one of the rooms. And another person said they saw a lady in white kind of wandering, acting like she was lost Um, And then a few years ago, restoration workers found bones in the (gasps) Citadel that everyone suspected to be Anna's. um, And there was a ceremony to put these bones to rest. That's so sweet. Yes. In hopes that they would no longer be haunted by her. But I guess we'll see how it goes. What if it's not Anna and it's like a completely different. Some random It's just like some servant that like slipped and fell. And they're like, we put you to rest, Anna. He's like, my name is Paul. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Paul. (laughs) No, he still deserved a proper burial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I I like imagine being like, we're doing this for you, Anna. He's like, okay. I'm like, just put me in the ground. (laughs) He's like, just bury me already. Jesus Christ. Oh, poor Anna. That's creepy. Lady in white. That's creepy. I know. I like that one. That's pretty good. Creepy. Um, So then there's uh, one that's like an urban legend. I thought it was super creepy. And there's pictures of this on the internet, but it's called The Sleeping King. And it's the story of King Frederick Barbarossa, who drowned in modern day Turkey during a crusade. Um, and according to the legend, he never actually died. He's just sleeping. So the legend says that he sleeps in a hidden chamber in the Kaifhauser Hills. 
and he sits motionless at a stone table as his beard continues to grow over the centuries. Well, I hate that. And he's, <laughs> I know, and he's waiting for his country's hour of need and then will awaken and emerge from under the hill. Ew. Tripping over his beard as he comes. <laughs> Yeah, like with his long ass. I imagine him like tossing it over his shoulder. Like I, he must. There's no way you can't. Let's go. <laughs> I'm imagining like an old bearded man showing up. Like I'm here, guys, to save the day. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, depicted in different like statues and stuff, and he's like really cool looking. But he always has the longest beard. It's really awesome. What's his name? Uh, Frederick Barbarossa, Frederick. King Frederick. I found him. Oh, that's quite a beard. He's kind of handsome. I'm kind of I'm kind of into him. I mean, who knows if he really looked like that? <laughs> and he's got like a little gingery beard. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. It's my hour of need, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> and I need a long beard in my life. Kate is into some weird shit, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm literally looking at a carved statue. Oh, yeah, the one where he's sitting down. It's super It's where he's sitting down and, like, staring with his, like, jaw yeah. slightly open and, like, his... That's because he's sleeping like, like that. ...fists in his beard. It, um, I don't know. It's, it does it for <laughs> he's me. Cute. Now that we know what Kate's into, we're going to move on. You, you still don't know. No. <laughs> nah, you have no idea. She's into beards. Take it as you will. Take it... Sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you can try to simplify the essence of Frederick we'll Barbarossa. See. You don't understand us, Ariana. But daddy, I love him. <laughs> All right. So this next one is the most famous German folktale. Do you know what I'm going to say? I don't. No? Uh-uh. Okay. What about the Pied Piper? Have you heard of that? Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. So that's a German folktale. Of course it's fucking German because it's dark. Because it's, it's creepy as Dark fuck. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, an urban legend that takes place in the city of Hamlin in 1284. Um, the city at this time was suffering from a rat infestation. So the hot, the mayor hired this guy who claimed to be a rat catcher to get rid of the rats. And so the piper played his magic flute and the rats followed him out of town and into a river and drowned. And when the piper returned to collect his payment, the mayor claimed that the piper actually released the rats into the town as a way to extort money from him. So he refused to pay him. Ooh, and yeah. the piper was enraged and vowed to return to the town later to get his revenge. So he waited until a holy day when the adults would be at church. And then he used his magic flute to lure the children of the town out of their homes. And legend says that one child was deaf and couldn't hear him and couldn't follow. Um, one child was lame and couldn't walk. And so when the adults returned from church, the children that were left behind told them what happened and how the other children were lured away by this man. Um, so 130 children were lured into the river and drowned. <sighs> and to this day, there's a street in Hamlin that starts with a B. That's a really long word that I can't pronounce because it's in German, Respect. but it means street without drums because music and dancing is banned on this street forever because of this folktale because of this folktale i like their commitment i like that a lot <laughs> it's like is it real <laughs> it, it could be we don't know i wasn't there something went down oh, i remember watching like a really freaky stop motion video 
this was not as a child. This was like this year of this of the Pied Piper. Ooh. So this is Kate's um, hyperfixation of the day. I'm really into like stop motion and puppets. So so yeah. So it's like there's the, a really really cool Pied Piper of Hamlet. I think it's from the 80s stop motion film, and it's one of the creep. It's a short film, and it's so creepy. If you like spooky. Like I like I think like if I was like hosting like a spooky Halloween party like I would like have it playing in the background. <gasps> Stop kind it. Of vibes. You know what I mean? Ooh, wait! You have to send it to me later. I really will. I really, really will. Cause yeah. it's it's just and it just ends exactly like the story. It's like and then they're dead, and the Pied Piper's like you shouldn't have fucked me over, and everyone's sad. See, that's the thing. It's like yeah, it doesn't seem to have a meaning behind it like I don't I didn't know enough about this story but I thought it like had some sort of meaning to like teach children something I mean I guess the moral of the story is like don't follow a random man out of your house and out of the town like I don't know but I, I mean I don't think they had a ton of a choice right? their fault yeah yeah exactly I think it's like um if you have kids uh maybe be like think remember that they're always collateral that's a really dark message <laughs> oh my god I'm just saying like <laughs> Or, or if you go to church, leave someone home with your kids. Like you're telling me that no adults were in any homes on this holy day. Why aren't the kids at church? I have so many questions. I, had to to, I, I told you I was a little altar boy, like my whole life. I would have died literally if I could have stayed home. If you didn't have to go. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I had to go and I had to like light candles and like hold the gospel of the Lord up same thanks be to oh, god the worst. <laughs> i remember so many <laughs> stupid things i remember did i tell you about the crosses that we would wear yeah and how you would try to choke ourselves try out? to strangle each other <laughs> yeah Classic. we would take our little cross necklaces i think they're just called crosses i don't think they call them necklaces and we would just like twist them <laughs> as fast as we could this is like in full view of like the congregation and like just twist them as fast as we could until we choked ourselves out with it oh my god that's so weird it was what are you gonna you're an eight and you're in church and you're listening to the gospel for the 800th time and it's eight in the morning Wait, you're eight yeah, dude. When did you start going to church? I started real early. Oh, I thought you were talking about when you were an altar boy. I was an altar boy very young. When you were eight? I was a junior altar boy. Okay, they're called acolytes. Okay. <laughs> got altar. it, got it, got it. I was a junior <laughs> acolyte, so we wore red robes. And then we oh. graduate and we get our white robes. And you're like, yay, I get to keep doing this. You're like, uh. oh, great. <laughs> so, so blessed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I told you my what my mom told me because my uh, my mom because um, no, I'm very atheist now, I think all of my family is. And my mom, I said something like, "Oh yeah, like I'm very atheist now," and she's like, "Yeah, me too, I think." And I was like, "What? <gasps> you made me go to church every Sunday at eight o'clock, eight a.m." It was awful. Ugh. And I was like, you made me go yeah. every Sunday. Why did you do that? She's like, I don't know. Everyone kind of guilted me into thinking that's like what you had to do <laughs> to be a good mom. And I was like, I mean, she was in Mississippi. Give her a break. She was correct. Like if I wasn't going, yeah. I was already like kind of like the bad kid for going to the Episcopal church and not the Southern Baptist church. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yike, yikes indeed, you guys. <laughs> yikes indeed. But I'm not here to trauma dump about my church experiences. These were good stories. I liked it. It confirmed that Germans uh, are just, they're just not afraid to go there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I have one more. It's really creepy. Oh, there's another one. Tell me. There's one more bonus, bonus story. Bonus. It's awesome. It's a German urban legend about druids. So druid, and a druid is an evil nighttime creature associated with nightmares. 
and it's often said to be female in appearance, resembling a young woman. And they appear to people at night mm-hmm. and actually sit on them and crush <gasps> their bodies, oh. um, but also crush their mind in their nightmares. Well, that's and very true of them. <laughs> you laughed. <laughs> you laughed. Yes. How true. How true. <laughs> Oh, love it. I could Amazing. hear all the club members roll their eyes. <laughs> so she crushed their body and their soul. So she sits on them until they die. And then once they die, the druid changes back into its natural state, which is an old, ugly, skinny lady. What? Um, and she has three toes on each foot. What? And one of them points backwards. Ew! You're making this up. I was up. like, what? This is not. No. No. Who thinks of the Germans? The Germans think of this. I don't know why that would be relevant. But anyway. <laughs> like, and it points backwards. Because why not? And she sits on you. The scariest thing about Druze is that nothing can stop it from getting to you if it wants to, if oh it wants to get to you. It can slip through locked doors and windows really easily. And there's even stories of Druze transforming into a feather to slip through keyholes. <gasps> And they say that she's unrecognizable to you, um, but you can tell that it's her by the sound of her footsteps that you hear as you're drifting off to sleep. Yeah, because of her weird toe, probably. (laughs) You know? It's like, there's just a very soft, like, little click at the end. (laughs) Third toe. (laughs) I hear someone really struggling to walk in my house right now. (laughs) She's like, I gotta sit down. gotta sit on you she's just beat she's worn out from walking around with six toes total (laughs) four functional ones they say she's this makes me mad but they say she's an ancient princess who couldn't find a prince when she was alive so she takes her revenge on men while they sleep i have mixed feelings about that one it's like i hate i will like like, i'm with you until that part (laughs) thing so i'm watching love island right now and these these people are thirsty the men the bo- the men the men and the, and the women are very thirsty and i don't feel i i never like felt that i got to have a prince thing but some people do yeah some people like i really want a partner and or a prince so like you do you you do you drude um but and i do like that she kills men yeah yeah. I, is it for like, is it just like at random or is it like bad guys? I think it's at random. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this is why Germans are fucked up. It's like, there's not a moral there. It's just there's like, there's no moral. It's just like <laughs> the grannies just like, Oh, be afraid of everything. Better watch. Always. Oh, you locked your door. Well, she's going to turn into a feather. I don't know why I, the Germans are like Creole in my mind. <laughs> There's Savannah. I do declare. <laughs> The Savannah accent. It's just molasses filling out of your mouth. Spilling out of your mouth. I like the feather thing because I feel like it came from someone being like, well, I'll, you know, lock my door. And they're like, ah, ha, ha, but. <laughs> or one time a feather just happened to sneak through a keyhole by chance. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's a druid. Well, first of all, no feathers are slipping through keyholes by chance. <laughs> Someone's going around shoving feathers one time in keyholes. It happened <laughs> one time. And we remember it forever. And now it's on our podcast. It's probably like someone playing a prank on someone and pushing a, a feather through a keyhole. I can't wait for Nick to be like, why the fuck are there feathers in all of our keyholes? <laughs> like, ooh, the I don't know. <laughs> it's the druids. The druids. <laughs> I think the druid is my favorite just because it's vicious for no reason. 
Yeah. I mean, it's like a succubus, I feel like. I feel like there's always a story in every culture of, like, a she-devil that comes in the middle of the night and, like, kills men. Right? Like, I think that's the German version of that. Is it so it's just men or is it like she prefers men, but she'll sit where she can sit kind of situation? So the images of her like portrayed in art, it's she's always killing women. (gasps) But this is like part people just want to see women, women, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, In art. But I I think that the legend is that she's killing men because she hates men because no one would marry her or whatever. Yeah. It's not great, is it? No, I don't like it. Mm. Yeah, it's not great. But I do like her. Mm-mm. And I'm not just saying that because I don't want a nasty toe dragging through my house. <laughs> shoving feathers in my locks. Wait, maybe it's like a... Um, you oh, know, like, like a, a like a like a chicken. Or, yeah, like a... Like a chicken pot. What are those called? Yeah, but like the predators have specifically three, right? And chickens have four. Like owls and... I wasn't paying attention, I guess, in that class. In toe class. I think that... I think that there's like certain types and I think it's like falcons and owls and things that are predatory that have like two pointed forward and one pointed back. Falcons have three pointed forward and one pointed backwards. I'm looking at it right now. Which ones? Falc- I think all of the birds. Oh. They all have four. Why did I think there was some that had like three? I don't know, but I'm from the south and we sell chicken feet in our gas stations. And Ew, what? To eat? Yeah, to eat. Oh my God. Never had a pickled chicken foot? Uh, No. Yummy Jesus. pickled chicken feet. I'll send you a recipe. Oh, emus. Oh, I Googled it. It's emus. Emu. <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, they do have the two. It's a, So she's an emu. <gasps> the feathers. I think it's just an emu sitting on people. Yeah. It's just an emu. It's just an emu. It's an evil emu. Oh, that, that's a bit of a letdown, but I'll pretend it's like a really like feminist emu. <laughs> a very heavy <laughs> A feminist German emu. Yes. <laughs> and we love her. <laughs> Love it. Well, that's all I got for this uh, Walpurgis Night slash German Urban Legends episode. Yeah, Jeremy, you got more than you bargained for this time. Here's everything German. Well done. I like this. This was fun. I like these little urban legends from different cultures. That's super cool. I like it. Spooky stories. I like it. I might have a story for you, but I'm saving it for next time. Ooh, I'm stoked. I might have a little something something, but I can't tell you about it quite yet because... It's going to be a new movie next time we're covering. I don't know what it is yet because we recorded this a little early. We're in the time. Yeah, we're in the time capsule. We're in the time capsule. (laughs) Yes, we are. But we got a scary movie coming up. I'm excited about it. Probably. I don't actually know what it is. I'm excited. And until then, you guys keep sending us recommendations. Start decorating for Halloween because the time has come. And of course, (gasps) stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Oh, judgment is nigh, for the Belschnickel is I. Yes, he is finally nigh. I am nigh! Every year, my grandfather would dress up as Belschnickel at Christmas. He was okay at it. I am great. You know how they say some people were born to be bad? Well, I was born to be Belschnickel. <laughs> oh, Belschnickel has traveled from distant lands to discover how all the boys and the girls have been behaving this last year. <laughs> oh, too much strudel. So he's kind of like Santa, except dirty and worse. No, much better. No one fears Santa the way they fear Belschnickel. Wow. It's my favorite part of Christmas, the authority. Yeah. And the fear. Yes, exactly. Come on, Dwight, you're making this up. No. This is a real thing. Belschnickel is a crotchety fur-clad gift giver 
related to other companions of St. Nicholas in the folklore of southwestern Germany. Yes, wow. of course. Okay, wow. great. Seriously, you guys? Now you believe in Dwight's traditions when some Democrat looks it up on Wikipedia? 